1: You have entered a Trump-free zone. Sorry, but uh, I'm all trumped out, or trumped out, as we like to say around here. And if you're looking for more talk about Trump and whether he should have come to Pittsburgh or uh, Trump and whether he should have threatened the 14th Amendment with a an executive order, you're not going to get it here, at least not tonight. I got a couple of good guests lined up for tomorrow and we'll talk about, I'm sure that'll, we'll we'll talk about a lot of that stuff, maybe all of that stuff tomorrow. But anyway, one of the things that I like about this show is the freedom that I have to talk about just about anything that I'm in the mood for. That's what makes it fun to do. It usually ends up being politics because that's kind of just what it is. But um, we like to laugh at political correctness uh, and incorrectness and, and talk about idiotic things going on on college campuses and uh, a lot of that is really it's politics but it's just on the fringes of politics and we'll do that a lot yeah not today necessarily i don't think but uh, any, anyway every once in a while i get to talk about sports and that's what we're going to start off with here tonight and when i talk about sports uh here it's not very often it's going to be x's and o's and you know how are the steel how's the steelers offensive line doing or you know Stats. We'll talk about a game the day before, something like that, get a, a little bit, but I'm not afraid to talk about sports. Uh, but anyway, this is a story, this is a sports story that I don't think has gotten nearly enough attention, not enough coverage. ESPN.com broke the story this summer, a couple of months ago anyway, and, and when they did a follow up story uh, to a kid named Jordan McNair dying on the University of Maryland's football practice field, uh, that's what they were investigating, his death. Well, the, the story exposed what it called a toxic atmosphere around the Maryland's uh, program and blamed it on the coach. His name was D.J. Durkin and the trainer, uh, who used humiliation and intimidation on players. Um, and they were constantly uh, making them prove how tough they were. It seemed kind of like a really old-school, outdated type of a program and a... And a uh, an approach to coaching, but one of the incidents described, for example, was a a garbage can of vomit being thrown at a player. I guess uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's humiliation, motivation, why somebody would do that. But that was one of the things that they talked about. The guy who did that was Rick Court, the strength and conditioning coach, and Durkin had called Court his most important hire because he got him. He brought him there to do just that: be in charge of toughness as the uh, As the conditioning coach, Uh, he left, court did, and called it a resignation after getting a $315,000 buyout. Now, this kid, McNair, he passed out and was not attended to quickly enough on the field on a hot day, and it was determined that if he had been uh, treated, uh, iced down, he would have survived. Now, if you had seen the ESPN story and the ones that followed in a lot of places, including the Baltimore Sun and the Washington Post, and we had a a guest or two on to talk about it at the time. I can't remember which paper they were from, but we we had a good discussion about it. Uh, Anyway, if you had seen that story, uh, you would not have uh, bet a dime on the coach getting his job back. But he did. Um, Last Friday, he was reinstated. Uh, McNair's father that McNair is the kid who died, he said it felt like he was punched in the stomach and spat in the face when he heard that this coach was brought back. Now, I've been saying for a long time that college football is a cesspool and that it's not as much about the coaches and the fans as it is about the college presidents. They like to have winning teams because, you know, it makes their weekends a little bit more enjoyable and they can have fun entertaining people in their private boxes on Saturdays. And of course, they like the license to print money that comes with having a top twenty program, and it makes it easier to send the uh, the field hockey team from I don't know Pennsylvania to uh, Utah for a, for a field hockey tournament. Um, they should be embarrassed by what college footballs become at the major schools, but they're not. They don't feel any need to apologize for the academic standards being lowered to admit kids uh, who can barely read. In the case of North Carolina, there were kids there who could not read. They were illiterate, and they were in college. And after a meeting last week, and after a debate between the chairman of the board of regents and the president, uh, this guy got his job back. The president, because of it, has decided to resign. Apparently, they did a study and came to the conclusion that the atmosphere was not toxic, and enough people also obviously decided that they believe that they can win a lot of uh, football games with D.J. Durkin as their head coach. Now, how would you react if, you know, D.J. called you up and asked if he could drop by your house to offer your son or grandson a, call, a football scholarship to Maryland? Well, John Feinstein, who's gotten written some of the uh, best sports books ever written and is a columnist for The Washington Post, wrote a call about this recently. And he will be here to talk about that when we come back. Stick around.
2: This is Dr. Sebastian Gorkov. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies With No Apologies. As a former Deputy Assistant to President Trump for Strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight... We take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble.
3: Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? Get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit Pittsburgh.com.
4: Healthy Pets, Healthy People, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host, Dr. Edmund Sorkowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM. The answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well.
5: The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? AM 1250 hosts an online virtual job fair, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at theanswerpgh.com. To find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsored by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at the theanswerpgh.com. He can smell you from half a mile away, hear with pinpoint accuracy, and detect the slightest motion with a 310-degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent-controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's delivered and set up free of charge, take your hunt to a whole new level. At yodersbackyard.com.
6: You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole, so why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in reclaim your cloud network try a barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls this is the john Steigerwald show on am 1250 the answer
1: as i said before the break the university of maryland reinstated its football coach on friday he was the head coach when a player jordan mcnair died And the attention that the program got from that revealed a lot of nasty things that were going on with the program uh, with this guy as the coach. And Maryland has taken a lot of heat for bringing this guy back. John Feinstein is a columnist for the Washington Post, and he brought some of that heat in a column recently. He joins us now. John, thanks for being here.
4: My pleasure, John. Good to talk to you. It's been a long time, I guess.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All all the way back to Bradenton. Look, should I have been shocked when I heard that D.J. Durkin got his job back down there, did anybody down in Maryland expect it?
4: No, no. You, nobody expected it, and you should should have been shocked. I was shocked. I think everybody around Maryland was shocked. But what we're learning now is this became a political battle uh, it, with, between the head of the Board of Regents and the president of, of Maryland. Wallace Lowe is the president of Maryland. James Brady is the head of the Board of Regents. Uh, the two men uh, have never gotten along, they've differed on many issues, and sadly, Brady apparently saw this as an opportunity to push Lowe out, which he has succeeded in doing. Lowe's going to quote-unquote retire in June, uh, and frankly, in many ways, stepped over Jordan McNair's body in, in order to do it. He, he took a tragedy and used it to his political advantage, which is... Not as sad as Jordan McNair dying, but it's pretty sad.
1: Pretty pathetic.
4: Um, yeah, pathetic's a good word. Better word.
1: Yeah. And uh, this guy, DJ Durkin, uh, his program was described as toxic. Uh, anybody who's heard the story, which I don't think has gotten enough uh, attention, by the way, but um, the, uh, the stuff that he was doing down there, the way he was treating players, how much blame should he get for the death of Jordan McNair, who's the player who's uh, a good who died? deal? Uh,
4: he was in charge. Uh, he was the one who brought in the strength coach Rick Court, uh, who was the one running amok with, uh, all that was going on that, that created the toxic atmosphere there. He, Rick Court was clearly acting not only, uh, with, with, uh, DJ Durk, Durkin's sanction, but with his approval. Um, you know, throwing uh, garbage cans with with vomit across the room to make a point, making players eat to the point of getting sick, I and mean, all sorts of things that are way over the line in terms of trying to quote toughen up football players. Uh, and DJ Durkin was on the field when Jordan McNair collapsed, and from everything we have gathered, uh, the trainers took no action, uh, largely because the coaches felt that Jordan McNair just wasn't being tough enough even though he was clearly overheated, even though the report that Maryland put together said that if he had been placed in ice right away, which is what you do when someone's overheating, even I as a non-doctor know that, uh, he wouldn't have died. So there was a great deal of irresponsibility uh, here. You know, A lot of people who want to defend Maryland and want to defend D.J. Durkin point out that players die in the heat every year uh, on practice fields, and that's true. But in almost every case, what happens is the player gets overheated or the player has an enlarged heart, and, and he dies instantly. In this case, there was a 45-minute gap between Jordan McNair collapsing and the EMTs being called on, via 911. Uh, that's why Wallace Lowe, the president, said back in August that Maryland was uh, morally and legally responsible, his words, uh, for Jordan McNair's death, and to allow a coach to return after he was the overseer uh, in a situation where a player died, and where there was cl- there were clearly problems in the program that ultimately led to this tragedy, is just as you said, pathetic, unspeakable, stunning. You pick a word.
1: Yeah, and there is a lawsuit, correct?
4: They're, yes, they're, 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 the family is going to file probably multiple lawsuits. They'll probably file a lawsuit against the state. They'll file a, a federal lawsuit. Th- this isn't going away anytime soon. Uh,
1: I don't know. Call me crazy, but I, I think that if, with all that stuff still pending and everything that happened prior, I might think it would be a good idea to get DJ uh, as far away from Maryland as I could. Uh, yes, and I he, would agree. If he I had agree
4: a successful one. the excuse that's being put out on behalf of the regions now, now Brady is trying to claim that the, the head of the border regions that you know DJ Durkin is a good man, and this was a tragedy, and he'll learn from this. All the you know PR BS, frankly, that we hear in circumstances like this uh, uh, often. But the explanation being put out by some others is they couldn't afford to try to fire dj durkin for cause and and face a lawsuit from dj durkin or to pay to to buy him out he's owed about six million dollars well that's not a good enough excuse sometimes you know you you can be penny wise and pound foolish that's what this is because ultimately it's not only going to cost them more in terms of actual dollars but in terms of the school's reputation this will stain Maryland for years and years to come.
1: Yeah, Pitt keeps six million dollars around just to pay off coaches they know they're going to fire. <laughs> you know, well, that's like walking schools, around well, money. Then, yeah.
4: It's an interesting point you bring up because most schools like Pitt have what's called an emergency fund for situations like this, for something unforeseen yeah. happening that cause cost, costs the school money. But Maryland's emergency fund went away years ago because the then athletic director Debbie Yao spent it. And that's why the school had to eliminate seven non-revenue boards seven years ago. That's why it had to go in the Big Ten to get more TV money because the school was broke. I mean, Maryland's been a dumpster fire for a long time. This is nothing new.
1: Yeah, they're doing a nice job down there. Um, <laughs> D- D- Durkin gave a Newt Rockney speech, you wrote in your column, that may have yeah, saved his job. Yeah, that's what
4: I was told by people who, who know, know what happened in the room. He, Wallace Lowe... Damon Evans, and DJ Damon Evans, the athletic director, and DJ Durkin were all uh, invited by the Board of Regents to speak to them on Friday, and after Lowe had gone in and recommended that the board fire uh, DJ Durkin for all the reasons you and I have discussed, Durkin apparently went in and talked about how much he believed in Maryland and how passionate he was about the school and how, if you give me another chance and give me a little time, we're going to win the Big Ten, we're going to beat Ohio State, we're going to beat Michigan, and but actually the board members all thought he was Ronald Reagan in the in the in the uh, old Newt Rockney uh, All American movie, and barged through the door and said, "Let's keep the coach and fire the president."
1: And nobody outside of Maryland thinks Maryland is ever going anywhere in the Big Ten. So, what makes anyone Correct. believe that he, that this guy, with all, everything that he's now carrying around his baggage, that he can compete?
4: What are they I have thinking? No there? idea, Be, because. You know, even before this happened, your your point is well taken. Uh, it, it was an impossible job. Maryland has to play Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State every year because they're all in the Big Ten East. Same is true of Rutgers, which is also yeah. basically an impossible situation in that league. And no one uh, who was reasonable thought for a minute Maryland could do anything better than in a great year, maybe go eight and four uh catch a team like Michigan State in a down year perhaps, get uh, a favorable schedule as they've had in the Big Ten this year because Illinois is terrible and they played them. Minnesota is not very good and they played them. They played Rutgers, who's horrible, of course. So that's sort of the ceiling for Maryland in football even before this happened. And now you're DJ Durkin and you're out there trying to recruit and parents say, well, but one of your players died on your watch why in the world would I want my son to play for you? Well, we've changed things. We've cleaned things up. Yeah, but I could send my son somewhere else where nobody died.
1: Yeah, and especially if it's somewhere else happens to be Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, or Penn State.
4: Exactly yeah. right. Better football schools. And, 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 you know, Penn State went through the Jerry Sandusky tragedy. Yeah. And that's sort of an interesting part of the story to me because Joe Paterno uh, had won at that moment. 399 more games than D.J. Durkin has won as a head coach. And he was fired four days after Jerry Sandusky uh, was arrested. Four days. Yep. Four and a half months later, after all these investigations, Maryland decided not to fire D.J.
1: Durkin. It's remarkable. Unbelievable. What does this say about the uselessness of the NCAA?
4: Well, it just kind of adds uh, another brick to the wall. Uh, we haven't heard a word from Mark Emmer. Uh, The president of the NCAA, in fact, I'm not sure I've heard a comment yet. Now, it's only been 24 hours, I'll admit that, Uh, but haven't heard anything from any other president. Uh, Nobody that I've heard of, at least to this moment, backing Wallace Lowe, saying, you know, you have to give the president the authority to fire in a circumstance like this. Uh, And a number of people have written to me and said, why can't the NCAA put maryland on probation well there's nothing in the ncaa rules about killing players wow you can't give them a t-shirt but i guess there. it's okay to kill them
1: wow i i've referred to and at every opportunity uh, college football and basketball usually too as a cesspool it's just i think that's what it is and this is just one more example of it um and i don't, I don't even know how they i don't know how how they even show up for work in the morning, knowing that this is going on down there at a university, and not to mention the fact that it's supposed to be an institution of higher learning where smart people are supposed to gather. It, it just, it's just—it's stunning to me. Um,
4: well, it is stunning, and and every time I hear the word uh, the the term student athlete, I uh, want to throw a rock at somebody because. It's so hypocritical. Uh, the, these these guys are, are recruited to play football. They're recruited to play basketball. We see with the one-and-done rule how much education means at the big-time yep. basketball schools. Uh, and uh, this is, as you said, another example. The, the headline in this morning's Washington Post said it all. You Maryland regents side with schools football coach. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a lot in that one line. Hey, we're talking to John Feinstein. He's uh, the uh, he's a uh, columnist at the Washington Post, but also I think I can use the word prolific for you when I say you're an <laughs> author. Um, your latest is about NFL quarterbacks. What's the name of it? When's it coming out, and what are you talking about?
4: Well, it comes out in two weeks. It's got a very clever title, uh, John. It's called Quarterback.
1: Oh, good. And
4: it, Yeah, <laughs> it's to the point, if nothing yes. else. Uh, I spent last year... Um, working with five different NFL quarterbacks, guys across the board, um, ranging from Joe Flacco in Baltimore, who's won a Super Bowl, uh, to Alex Smith, who has been very successful but hasn't won a Super Bowl, to uh, Andrew Luck, who was the number one pick in the draft six years ago and dealing with an injury that cost him a season, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who went to Harvard and was the 250th pick in the NFL draft as opposed to Alex Smith and Andrew Luck, who were number one picks. And Doug Williams, uh, because I needed an African-American voice, playing quarterback as an African-American in the NFL is still different to this day than being a white quarterback. Doug was the first African-American to start and win a Super Bowl back in 1988. And I wanted to write about what it's like to play the position, because I think it's the most highly pressurized position in sports, because when you win – you're the most popular guy in town. Yep. You're the toast of the town. You're the highest-paid guy. When you lose, it's all on you. It's all your fault. You know, you know how it is with Steelers fans. Ben Roethlisberger, as great as he's been, if the Steelers lose two in a row, they're saying, well, maybe it's time for Big Ben to hang it up. Yeah. Uh, and that's not unique to Pittsburgh. That's the way it is across the board.
1: Well, I uh, I covered uh, Terry Bradshaw, and they, they were cheering when he got hurt early in his career, so I know how that works. Exactly. Hey, hey John, I'm hey, out of time. Hey, and, Go ahead. Sorry.
4: No, and you're exactly right, and that's that's true, and like I said, in every city. Uh, you're, there's nothing between being a hero and a GOAT when you're an NFL quarterback.
1: Well, I'm sure it'll be another excellent book, uh, and I thank you for coming on to talk about this ridiculous situation at Maryland. Thanks, John Feinstein. My pleasure, John. Thanks okay. for having me. All right, see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Yes, and uh, thanks to John Feinstein. That man is a prolific author. Uh, he wrote a, wrote a great book about the Army-Navy football game, the tradition, and uh, he's written books about golf, uh, just basketball, just a, uh, the PGA Tour. Um, just a great author. Glad to have him on. Maybe have him on again to talk about his book about quarterbacks. Um, we are, um, we've are got another half hour to go here, and we have not talked about anything to do with the President of the United States or the 14th Amendment <clears throat> or any of that stuff, and so we're going to avoid that for the next half hour. It's ho- Halloween. I'll take your phone calls at 4 uh, 844-302-1250 if you'd like. Talk about anything other than the stuff that's been in the news ad nauseum for the last, uh, you know, who, who knows how long. It's just uh, we've, we've got some other stuff to talk about. And it's Halloween. We'll have a little fun with that. So stick around and we'll come back and do that right here on the uh, John Steigerwald Show. AM 1250, The Answer.
4: With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The accused gunman in the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting has been indicted.
5: A federal grand jury indicted Robert Bowers on 44 counts, including hate crimes. Bowers is being held without bail and is scheduled for a preliminary hearing Thursday. The indictment was expected. Prosecutors have indicated they'll seek to have Bowers put to death. Today begins the process of seeking justice for the victims of these hateful acts, U.S. Attorney Scott Brady said. The indictment came as three more funerals were held. Bowers is accused of killing 11 people and wounding six Saturday at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue. The two victims still hospitalized, remain in intensive care, but are improving, says the chairman of emergency medicine. I'm Warren Levinson.
4: A good day on Wall Street as the Dow is up by 241 points to 25,115. The NASDAQ rose 144. The S&P advanced 29, oil up 87 cents to 65.31 a barrel. This is SRN News.
5: This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down.
4: The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money.
5: What is it people need to keep in mind?
4: Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so
6: many Medicare
4: options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and
6: cover more with lower
4: co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctor. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our health market's Medicare assistance is free.
5: Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For
6: your free Medicare assistance, call 800-246-3290. That's 800-246-3290. 800-246-3290. Mike Gallagher
2: explains Trump keeps winning despite the obstacles. NBC Wall Street Journal released a poll 47% of American voters approve of the job President Trump is doing. This is his highest approval rating yet. Despite everything that is thrown at him, despite the entire universe it feels trying to stop him, let it sink in. The Mike Gallagher
0: Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer
1: don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 donut hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Sagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit marleyfg.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Hi everybody, this is Craig Wolfley from my friends
2: at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community.
4: For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brow.
3: Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at JDwaterproofing.com.
5: He can smell you from half a mile away, here with pinpoint accuracy, and detect the slightest motion with a 310 degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, scent controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level at Yoder'sBackyard.com.
0: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
5: We now have that accident clear from southbound 79 south of Weaver Town Road, but still backed up back to Bridgeville. Now on the northbound side of 79, gem ups start at Parkway West up to Glenfield Road. Also looking at delays on the Parkway North, outbound East Street to Union Avenue Parkway, West Heavy inbound 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel, and crawling outbound Parkway East 2nd Avenue to Edgewood, Swissvale. That's a look at your traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
7: Cloudy and damp tonight into tomorrow with rain at times. Will be rather mild tonight with a low of 50 degrees. Tomorrow's high 59 for tomorrow. Cloudy skies with some more rain on occasion. The low 54. Friday remaining considerably cloudy with a shower or two around. High Friday 56 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Nittle on AM 1250. The answer.
0: Our phone lines are open at 844 302. 1250, The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer.
1: If you're just tuning in, you are in a Trump-free zone. For the rest of this half hour, I'm going to do my best to do a show that spends zero time talking about the president and the people who criticize him and the 14th Amendment and all that stuff, only because I need a break. Uh, So if you're looking for a Trump talk tonight, you've come to the wrong place. But if there's... um, Something else you'd like to talk about, give me a call at 844-302-1250. Um, and I, as I said, I have a couple of good guests lined up for tomorrow, I believe. I don't want to say who it is right now, but the two, the two that I have in mind I think will be very good and we'll get back into uh, heavy into the political stuff tomorrow. But it is Halloween, so right now I'm going to talk about Halloween. But before I talk about Halloween, I want to talk about uh, Devil's Night. And I that's... Uh, I'm old, and this is. Uh, I'm going to go back and talk about what was happening in the way back in the 20th century, uh, if you don't mind. Um, but Devil's Night to us was as big a deal as Halloween was. And there's a. I, I, the reason I'm talking about it, I came across a, a thing here online. It says, uh, Do you call October 30th Mischief Night or Devil's Night? It says, The Devil's Night. We call it a Devil's Night. And. Um, there's a there's a map here this guy this guy works for something called north carolina uh, St- north carolina state statistics something or other <clears throat> excuse me and um, he th- there's a map and uh, it's a colored map and and the red is uh, for it's a map of the united states and what's colored red is where people don't have anything for the night before halloween and I'd say 90% of the map, maybe 95% of the map is not colored red, which means nobody has, these people, most people don't have either Mischief Night or Devil's Night, and there's something else called Cabbage Night, I don't know what that is, Um, maybe I'll get to that in a second, but uh, Devil's Night, when we were kids, now remember, I, I, keep in mind, I, I grew up in a great neighborhood out in the South Hills, and... I'm a baby boomer, and you hear that expression all the time, but what it means is a lot of babies were born at a certain time, which meant that at a certain period in in uh, the 20th century, there were lots and lots of kids running around. And I, I had uh, friends uh, who were one of 10 kids, uh, friends who were one of 12 kids. Um, a lot I knew, just about everybody, I'm not kidding, just about everybody I knew, and I, I went to a Catholic school, just about everybody I knew had at least three or four siblings. And many uh, kids I knew had more than that. But most of my friends, my best, uh, closest friends, had at least three or four siblings. They were one of four or five or even six kids. So when I say that we went out on Devil's Night, uh, it was a roaming gang of of kids I don't know how old we were, what, 10, 11, 12? I, our parents let us do it, uh, and it wasn't just me. Everybody, All my friends were there and other kids. We would be walking down the street. It would be dark on the night before Halloween, and we'd see bands of kids. Um, I mean, I'm talking about 10, 12, maybe larger groups, and all they were doing out there was getting into trouble, uh, some kind of mis- mischief. It wasn't anything really serious. Uh, nobody's house was set on fire or anything. No, no you know, nobody's car was jacked up. But um, th- we had lots of kids, and the, the one of the things that we did was ring doorbells and then run away, and then watch the person come to the door. We thought that was just hilarious, and you know, really, really bothering them. But there were there were some people in the neighborhood who got the treatment. I don't know if you've heard about this, but I actually witnessed it. I don't, I don't admit to actually. Being the person who lit the match, but putting dog poop in the uh, in a bag and then setting it on fire, and of setting the bag on the front door and ringing the doorbell, and then running away, but not far enough that you couldn't see the person you didn't like very much coming out and stomping out the fire with the dog poop in the bag. Uh, that was a you know that was a fairly um, popular method of torture that we had for the neighbors. And we, we, we would roam over multiple streets, and it was interesting. You'd be running down the street after having rung somebody's doorbell or done something, and you'd run into another group of 10 or 12 kids running from somewhere else where they had just committed some kind of a, uh, a minor crime. And the other thing we had was um, pea shooters. Uh, I, I, this, is, this was uh, – I don't know if this was only unique to our neighborhood – but we used to go up to the hardware store, and um, and I don't mean just like three or four kids did this. Everybody in the neighborhood, and I'm talking about lots and lots and lots of kids, would go to the hardware store and we would buy a little pipe. Just, a, I don't know, not, not, as, not as round as a wedding ring, you know, about half of that size. And go into the Giant Eagle and buy a few bags of Navy beans. And we had a pea shooter. And what we did with the pea shooter was you, you, you filled your mouth with a bunch of the navy beans and you could shoot them like a, a bunch of them at a time, like a machine gun uh, effect. And when a car would come by, you'd have eight or ten kids plastering a car with, with these beans. And it wasn't going to hurt the car, but if you were driving by, you knew something was happening and you didn't really know what it was. And so, every once in a while, we'd get lucky, and the person would get mad and stop the car and chase us. and there was no way he was catching me. I was fast, quick, little, and I could hide and it was we never got caught. but um that's what we did, and that was that was that was every bit as much fun as Halloween the next night. And um, I don't remember anybody getting arrested. I don't remember anybody getting hurt. Uh, I'm sure a lot of neighbors were annoyed, but the thing was, the the neighbors kind of expected it. They expected to have... Oh, the other thing we did was soap windows. Everybody soaped windows. And I don't remember kids uh, soaping the windows with any kind of um, obscene language or anything like that. It was just basically soaping the windows. And boy, you better make sure you're home on Devil's Night because... If you found out somebody wasn't home, their windows were covered. Just and I don't even know how you got that off. I think you had to do get a razor blade to get it off. You didn't just hose it off. It was soap. Does anybody soap windows anymore? Aaron, did you ever soap windows in your kid? Hey, yeah, she did her own house. Well, that's no good. Then your mother just makes you go out and clean it off. No, we would do the uh, we would we would soap windows all over the neighborhood. So uh, so that's that was. That was Halloween, and that was Devil's Night. It's a shame that Devil's Night, I guess, I don't know if it exists anymore. First of all, I don't even know if you'd be allowed to call it Devil's Night now. There'd be something, somebody would come up with uh, something wrong with that because it's it's satanic something or other, or worshiping Satan. I don't know. I'm surprised Halloween has even survived. But um, So that was Halloween in in the neighborhood we used to call Birdland out in uh, Scott Township. So... I think you know who Jonathan Turley is. We get to Halloween now. And Halloween, the thing about Halloween was uh, most of the kids I knew and everybody in my family, and I was one of five, we all had homemade costumes. Nobody went to the uh, Kmart or to uh, some store and bought one of those, you know, a... um, a Walt Disney costume, you know, Cinderella or something. When Nobody did that. Everybody had, their, their mothers were tortured into spending the weeks before Halloween making the costumes, coming up with ideas. And so there was some semblance of competition among everybody to see who could come up, could, could come up with the most um, unique costume. And uh, the mothers took a, a, a lot of pride in it because they didn't want to send their kid out with a Cinderella costume. That they went and bought at the thrift drug or something. So, um, so now we have Halloween and it's tonight. And it's as I look out the window here, I think it's raining. Um, it's been raining. It's too bad for the kids, but uh, the issue now, of course, is cultural appropriation has not ruined Halloween, but it's on its way. And I, I'm sure you've seen Jonathan Turley. He's the uh, the uh, Law, constitutional law professor and uh, he's on cable all the time I think he's a contributor at Fox and the headline of his piece is cultural appropriation turns Halloween into a nightmare and somebody this is sad in itself somebody at Fordham University a Fordham University law professor named Susan Scafidi she actually took the time to define what um, uh, cultural appropriation actually is and uh, she took the time to not only find, to come up with it, but write it down somewhere. And Jonathan Turley came across it. And it should, well, here's what it is. So if you see somebody coming to your house that's done this, be sure to scold them and not give them any candy. And if you do, I hope they soap your windows. But here's, here's uh, the definition. Unauthorized use of another culture's dance, dress, music, music. Language, folklore, cuisine, traditional medicine, religious symbols. That pretty much rules out everything but Mickey Mouse. You're done. If you don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't, you know, I don't, maybe, Mickey Mouse might something about rodents. I don't know, but maybe you get away with Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck. But unauthorized use of another culture's dance, dress, music, language, folklore, cuisine, traditional medicine, or religious symbols, and you have violated the code, you have culturally appropriated or appropriated a culture of some kind. Uh, He has some examples here in Utah. Uh, This is not Halloween, but it's what passes for cultural appropriation now. In Utah, a high school student was denounced for wearing a Chinese dress to a prom. White students wearing hoop earrings or dreadlocks have been denounced, while there have been protests over serving sushi at Oberlin College. (laughs) So... Yeah, Oberlin, don't even get started on Oberlin. But uh, if if you send your kid, I, I'd like to uh, uh, Aaron see if you can Google the uh, the cost of tuition at Oberlin College, because somebody sent their kid there, and I know it's going to be like fifty or sixty thousand dollars to go there for a year. Somebody sent their kid there, and if you send your kid to Oberlin College, and you find out that they've decided that su- eating sushi, they've they've come up with a reason that something is wrong with sushi. 50000 bucks, Thanks, Aaron. So there you go. You send your kid there for $50,000, and one of the things they're learning for your $50,000 is that sushi is a bad thing. Not just sushi isn't bad. Eating it is bad. I guess you can... I don't know, but that's what it is. Uh, colleges and universities now post warnings not to dress as Native Americans, geishas, samurai, or other... Uh, other images, Syracuse University threatened a few years ago to have its campus police force students to remove offensive ca- costumes. Not somebody like uh, some guidance counselor or somebody in authority or some teacher or somebody who the kids respect coming by and maybe saying, hey, you know, uh, that costume, I don't know if that's... You, may not, you might want to think about that. You might offend some people with that. No, police. They wanted to get the campus police... To go up to somebody and say, "Listen, you're wearing that geisha outfit. You better not be eating sushi. And uh, if you are, you're going, We're taking you in. And they put the handcuffs on you. Unbelievable. And then Cat uh, Lazo. Uh, this is at um, this is at this is at a um, at a website, I guess, called Everyday Feminism, which in itself is enough to scare you M- more than anything could scare you on Halloween. Everyday Feminism." Somebody named Cat Lazo advised that people who do not see the inherent racism or cultural appropriation in costumes are quote Are you ready? Very privileged uh, individuals who never had the misfortune of experiencing or witnessing acts of racism. So I guess that means that anybody who belongs to any kind of a minority that has been uh, has had the experience of being uh legitimately uh, offended by people treating them either racist or some other uh, problem um, they uh they can't possibly wear any kind of a costume because that would show that they were the victim of some kind of um, uh, discrimination or humiliation and they still chose to wear one of these mean costumes that offend people it's just unbelievable and i have a I have a list here of of costumes the five costumes that that uh, trigger that uh, they're triggering the most the most triggering costumes on halloween and there's five of them but i, I was going to go into them but i might throw up in the in the process so we'll take a break and come back and finish this up uh, right here on am 1250 the answer john Stogger world show stick around
7: Midterm elections are right around the corner, and it is obvious now that the left will do anything to win. We can't back down now. In fact, we've got to unite on all fronts, so that means paying attention to what your hard-earned dollars are supporting. You may not realize that even your cell phone bill is used to fund liberal causes. So switch now to the nation's only conservative cell phone company, Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile provides nationwide reliable service with unlimited talk and text and no hidden fees. Plus, Patriot Mobile automatically donates a portion of your bill to conservative causes you are voting to protect. Keep your number, bring your own device, or select a new one from our great selection, including Android and iPhones, beginning at only $4 a month. Go to patriotmobile.com forward slash hue to get started today. And when you use the offer code hue, they'll even waive your activation fee for up to two lines. Stop supporting big mobile and liberal causes and make the switch to patriotmobile.com. Patriotmobile.com forward slash hue or call 1 800 a patriot. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash hue or 1 800 a patriot, 1 800 272
0: 8746. This is Chris Abernathy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly. To protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law.
5: He can smell you from half a mile away, here with pinpoint accuracy, and detect the slightest motion with a 310 degree field of vision. But with an Oak Ridge hunting blind from Yoder's Backyard Structures, that deer will never know you're there. Solid, silent, sun controlled, satisfaction guaranteed. This is one perch you won't fall out of. And with Yoder's, delivered and set up free of charge. Take your hunt to a whole new level. At YodersBackyard.com.
2: This is Dr. Sebastian Gorkov. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explain the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight... We take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at J&D Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program such a fine service
4: to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book,
6: NFL Brawl.
3: Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com.
6: You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole. So why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for business leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls.
0: This is the John wall Show on AM
6: 1250
0: and FM 92.5. The answer.
1: Uh, a few minutes left here in the Trump-free hour. Um, I, I just wonder, um, you know, since it's in the news and this kind of ha- this happens a lot at Halloween. Let, I'd be curious to know if you if you want to follow me on Twitter at Stogger World. Give me a call at four one two. I'm sorry, eight four four three zero two twelve fifty eight four four three zero two twelve fifty. Give me a call tomorrow. If anybody shows up at your house tonight uh, dressed as Megan Kelly, do you think anybody will do that? I mean. Come on, she's been in the news lately. Uh, wouldn't be that hard to come up with a costume that looks like Megyn Kelly. But uh, this is, this, that's, I just want to i bring that up because there's a story here that the Megyn Kelly um, situation has gotten really ugly um, for her. Uh, first of all, I don't think she, she in any way deserved to be fired. I think her show, uh, I'm guessing her show was terrible because I predicted it would be based on just my knowledge of television and what she, what she was good at and what, kind of a show they were putting her on so I wasn't surprised that it didn't work but I didn't think she should have deserved to be fired for what she was fired for but now uh there are store the Daily Mail has a story uh that uh, that Megan Kelly is denying that says that she now wants a ten million dollar bonus on top of the sixty nine million that she's saying that she's owed based on her contract and she also there the 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 media are really uh torturing her and, uh, and look she's a uh, part of the media so she has to understand that, and I'm sure she does understand that a, a lot of this uh, comes with the territory. But the Daily Mail, she says, uh, she's asked, she begged them um, to uh, not take pictures of her kids and to leave her kids alone. And she says, the Daily Mail first published photos of my husband in our home and then fo- photogged my kids. This is on Twitter. Trailed us to my daughter's school and secretly videotaped my seven-year-old child. The Daily Mail published an article today uh, accusing her of bribing the reporters. She, she said she went out and gave them donuts and said, please take a picture of me, take all the pictures you want of me, will you leave my kids alone? Uh, the Daily Mail admitted to following Kelly around. She dropped off her kids at school, uh, and then they wrote in the story, Kelly then made two school drops before returning to her apartment and preparing herself for another day of negotiations with NBC. Uh, NBC announced last week they were canceling her show just uh, after she made those remarks about blackface, which I didn't think uh, um, amounted to enough to get her fired. But uh, she's now dealing with the media and she's dealing with the, the Internet and Twitter and everything that's out there. And believe me, we we've had gotten plenty of mileage out of stuff that the Daily Mail has done. And they get their stories by doing just what she's complaining about, which is following people around and uh, being a pain in the butt. So, um, you know, maybe they ought to give her a break. Uh, you know, going after her kids, seven-year-old kid, they're following the, the kid around to school. Uh, good for Megan Kelly. She's got $69 million coming to her. She, I don't know if she's ever going to have a job again in network television. Maybe she will. It's going to take a long time because she's toxic right now, not necessarily because of what she said uh, or is alleged to have, while well, she said it, but what what not because of what she said, but just because she's now just not appealing to anybody and nobody wants to pay her the kind of money she's going to want to go to work, especially when she's making sixty million $69 million guaranteed over the next X number of years. So thanks for listening today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Trump Free Hour. We'll come back tomorrow and beat you up with it. Stick around uh, for that, or be here tomorrow for that on AM 1250, The Answer. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.